Hey guys, welcome to episode number 43. Today is all about how to find work overseas. You are listening to Solo Women Travel Tribe Podcast with your host, Zena Jones. Learn, inspire, share, and connect with fellow solo women travelers from all over the globe. Hello my friends and welcome back to the podcast. So today I am recording from Houston, Texas. So yesterday I flew from Keycorka in Belize up here to Houston. So I have now finished exploring in South and Central America and I've made it up to the States, to the US. So yeah, I was expecting to see a lot of um, cowboy hats and cowboy boots and I haven't seen any yet so <laughs> um, I'm hoping to find those because I thought that was what Texas was all about <laughs> but anyway um, I have to apologize in advance if there's any background noise that is one thing I have struggled with uh, when it comes to recording these episodes because there was no chance of me doing it in Kikorka and Belize because the walls in my like cabana they were like paper thin and at one stage there was this French guy next door and I guess with the time difference and stuff at 2 30 a.m in the morning he was having a conversation in French with somebody and I could hear the whole thing it was like it's pretty much like he was just sitting on the end of my bed having the conversation like it was so loud right um, so anyway, yeah, there's a bit of road noise out here and I keep hearing sirens go past. So hopefully you guys won't hear them, but if you do, I'm just letting you know in advance that I can't edit that out. So it'll be there. Anyway, <laughs> this episode is by popular demand, basically. Um, some of you may have noticed that recently I've asked some questions in the group or I've asked for volunteers to answer those questions and I'm just trying to establish what you guys, you know, what your hopes, dreams and fears are, those sorts of things, you know, like what do you want more of? Like there was a big trend that safety is probably the biggest concern that we have as solo women travelers and that comes in many different forms like some women sort of identified the threat of sexual predators. So I kind of rounded it all into the aspect of safety. Um, another one was that one of our biggest desires is that we want to work and travel. We want a job or a, a career that allows us to work from anywhere or to travel the world. So that is kind of why I have pushed this episode up and made it come to life now because it was something in the back of my mind. So I thought that for those of you who have that dream and that desire to work overseas, hopefully this episode might give you some ideas. So I've, I've got a list here, I think of 24, I just counted it really quickly, I think it's 24 different ways that you can find work overseas. Alright, so let's dive in. So the first one is teaching English online and it doesn't necessarily have to be English it could be any language for that matter but teaching a language online so that means that you basically with an internet connection 
you could work from anywhere. So we did an episode on this not that long ago, and it is episode number 28. I just had to look that up really quickly. So episode podcast episode number 28, I did that with Mary Tias, and she's currently living in Bali. And we talked about how she got into this field because she's been doing it for many, many years. Like she answered all of the questions really, like what does it pay? How does it work? How do you get started if you're wanting to do it yourself? All of that. So if you have considered teaching English online, go and check out that episode number 28 because it's jam-packed with really, really good stuff. And like I said, as long as you've got an internet connection and you probably need a reasonably quiet space, um, then yeah, it's a great, great way to be able to travel and earn some income at the same time. All right. Another one, work in a hostel, a hotel or a resort. There are so many jobs that you can do. So, you know, cleaning, for example, you don't necessarily have to have a qualification to be able to clean. So you could be cleaning, you could be on the front desk or the reception, you could be perhaps doing security, you could be a bartender, you could be the chef, you could be the entertainment, you could do massage or beauty therapy, hairdressing, all of that sort of stuff. You know, in some of those really big resorts, you know, those really nice fancy ones that we all want to stay in, some of those have so many different services. So, you know, that opens up a world of opportunities when it comes to jobs. All right, another one here, work on a cruise ship. And again, all of those things I listed above, uh, you know, some of the, the options that you could you could do. Of course, there's a lot of other options on a cruise ship. But one thing I just want to point out when it comes to cruise ships, somebody recently, and it was a member of our group, told me that she got um, a job on a cruise ship because she really wanted to and she was really disappointed with the amount of time off that she gets. So when you would come into a port, the you know you might only get an hour or two hours off to get off the boat and explore. And you know if you're wanting to see new places, if that's the reason that you've taken this job, then it might not necessarily be the right choice for you. So definitely research that one. All right, another one here I have got is to become an au pair. So that's basically like a nanny, a live-in nanny. Um, there are heaps and heaps of different agencies out there and I'm not going to list any because it depends on what part of the world you live in and what part of the world you want to go to. It, there's lots of agencies in there. Literally jump in Google and do some research. But So it's basically, um, yeah, you live in with a family and you look after their children and, you know, they could, it could be one baby or it could be, you know, five-year-old twins or it could be a nine-month-old plus you know, a 10-year-old, whatever it is, you know. So there's lots of different options there. And usually how it works is you will live in with the family and so they will provide, you know, your your room and board. Basically, you'll, you'll have a roof over your head, you will be fed, and then you'll have, it, it'll depend on the contract, but you'll have like one, maybe two days off um, per week. So my friend Anika, she does this. She does like six months in New Zealand and six months in Australia. And then in Australia, right now she's looking after two kids, I believe. So she's got two kids and they're at school during the week. So it's her responsibility to get them up in the morning, get them dressed, get them ready for school, drop them off at school. And then she's basically got free time until she picks them up. But sometimes like you might have to clean the house or you might have to 
you know, prepare some stuff for dinner or do something like that. But it's minimal. And then she'll pick them up from school, help them with their homework, and then, you know, do dinner for them. And sometimes she'll put them to bed, but I think most of the time the parents will do that. It, it depends on, you know, what's going on with the family and, and what what role you're offered, I guess. Um, and then she has the weekends off, basically. So she does that Monday to Friday, and then she has Saturday and Sunday off. So, you know, she can still probably use the food in the house, but um, she'll be out and about a bit more, and she still has a place to sleep and stuff. So it does pay. Like, she does get paid. I'd, I should have asked her, actually, before I, I started this, how much she gets paid. But it does pay, but it's very minimal because you have all of your accommodation and your food included, basically. So... Yeah, so that was being an au pair. Um, another one I wanted to briefly mention that kind of um, falls into a similar category is to be a live-in carer. So there are, back when I was a travel agent, which is coming up further in my list, um, I met this lovely young lady and I booked her a one-way flight to London and she was going over to be a live-in carer. Now she had never done anything like that before. And she basically got a job through an agency online and she had like a three month contract and she was living somewhere, I think it was like an hour out of London, but she was living with um, an older person who had lost sort of most of their, their functions and stuff. And so she would, you know, help dress them, help clean them, help, you know, she would prepare food, she would do the groceries and all of that. So she was basically a full time live in carer. So she had her accommodation, all her food included, and then she was also paid, and it was quite well, she was paid for that three months. Um, but it was like a, you know, it was different contracts, so like she'd signed up for a three month, and then after that she could travel, and then she could sign up for another one. So that's something to research. Um, I don't know a lot about that, but that is an option to be a live-in carer in different places around the world. Okay, so you could become a bartender or a barista, or maybe you already are, because there are bars and there are coffee shops and cafes and restaurants all over the world, everywhere, literally everywhere. So that is one skill that you can take all over the world and use. And if you are looking at going, like, for example, to London, there's loads of websites out there that will actually help you to get a job. So... You know, you can do a bit of research in advance and have peace of mind knowing that there are tons and tons of jobs out there. Um, another one I've got here on my list is freelance work online. So a couple of websites which you should check out are Upwork. So that's just one word, Upwork. Fiverr, which is five with two R's on the end. Fiverr. And then another one is Outsource.com. So, you know, they are, yeah, I think it's just worth it if, if you do freelance just to check them all out and then you can sort of pick and choose. There's so much work on there. Like I've had people do stuff on Fiverr for me before, like people have designed logos, people have like spell checked stuff. Um, I can't even remember what else I've used it before, but I was like totally amazed with the amount of services available on there. Um and yeah, it's, it's unreal. So that's freelance work online. Next is volunteer work. Okay, so there are sites like Workaway, uh, Woofing is another one, which is like W-O-O-F, 
ing i think don't quote me on that so work away and woofing and help x so help with an x on the end those are all sites that will help you to or, or show you sorry how to get work volunteer work abroad okay can you tell i'm doing two things at once i'm trying to look up the blimmin episode that we did about this oh guys i'm so sorry i'm not as prepared as normal today okay so yeah volunteer work so woofing work away help they're just three of the sites that i know off the top of my head um episode number 18 was where Gina Cambridge and I talked all about this and how to get into it, how it works, all of the ins and outs. So you can either listen to that episode, which is jam-packed with really really valuable information because Gina herself has done it quite a bit overseas. Otherwise, check out those three websites. Oh my God, can you hear the tooting? (laughs) Sorry, I'm so frustrated with the noise in this hotel. It's crazy, but I have to record this episode, guys. Otherwise... It won't come out on time, so you have to, um, we both just have to deal with my frustrations. (laughs) All right, so that was volunteer work episode number, um, podcast episode 18, if you want to hear Gina and I talk all about that. And in terms of volunteer work, like, yeah, of course, that podcast tells you all about it, but, you know, it usually includes, like, room and board, and you will work, like, an average of sort of, it's meant to be no more than five hours a day, I think, um, but then, you know, you've got free time to explore. So, you know, it is actually a really good way to, to, to see the world. All right, next is become a tour guide or drive the bus for a tour company. And thank you to my friend Jackie. I had to um, add on drive the bus for the tour company because she actually did this for many, many years for a New Zealand company. Um, and she had to get what we call in New Zealand her HT license, which is basically like a truck license. So she could drive a truck because of the size of a bus, you need like a passenger license and a a special license. Anyway, if you already had that perfect, because then you can drive the bus for a tour company. Um, otherwise becoming a tour guide as well. And look guys, I could have literally Googled how to do every single thing that I've got on this list, but I would have been here all day. My advice to you if you're interested in becoming a tour guide or driving the bus for a tour company is literally do a Google search on how to do it and you'll be astounded with the amount of info you get. Okay, next up is to work on a yacht. So I have heard of a few people who follow the super yacht circuit and basically they do the seasons like they'll go to the med for six months or or five months and then they'll go down to the Caribbean for five or six months. And basically just chase the sun and live the life. (laughs) Um, I did look into this many, many years ago. And there's a lot of really useful information online. And there were a couple of courses that I could do, which, um, you know, like I think one was like getting a deckhand certificate, which was something that was kind of required in order to start applying for the jobs. Um, Yeah, so definitely if if you're into it, do some research. But I wanted to tell you a quick little story there as there was a girl I met back again when I was a travel agent um, and she had been working on the super yachts mainly in the med but then she'd been doing some in the Caribbean as well and um, I think she'd been doing it for at least five years but I remember her telling me the story right where she got to, to work on a yacht for seven days over the Christmas period so she was on the boat working at Christmas time 
and it was for somebody very, very, very wealthy, possibly famous, I don't know. Anyway, at the end of this seven days, they would get tipped, and this particular tip was 12,000 euros per person. I am not kidding you, I have always remembered that amount, <laughs> because I was just gobsmacked that you could get tipped that. So that was the largest tip she ever got, and it was for working at seven days over the Christmas period, 12,000 euros. Yeah, wow, 12,000 euros. Okay, so <laughs> please don't think that that's like a regular thing. Um, I'm sure it doesn't happen that often, but um, yeah, working on yachts or super yachts is a, another option for you guys. Okay, the next one I've got is become a flight attendant. And then after that, I have become a travel agent. So as you guys know, I was a travel agent for like five or six years. And I literally had to sit in an office and work like a nine to five kind of a job. So it doesn't require, you know, it doesn't mean it's all travel. Of course, I was, I had the ability to travel in my holiday, you know, my, my four weeks off a year that, that we get in New Zealand. And I would get discounts or sometimes you would get given free stuff like, you know, um, a day at a theme park was free or you might get a night or two at a hotel for free because they want you to use their product to be able to talk about it and then recommend it to your customers and your clients when you're booking their travel. Um, but, you know, we don't get nearly as many discounts and free stuff as everyone seems to think. <laughs> also, as a travel agent, I had access to an extra five days a year of famil leave, which is educational leave so for example I went on a trip to Hawaii which was um, an educational trip it was all expenses paid trip and I went with a group of other travel agents it was like roughly 10 or 14 of us I think and our, you know while we were there we had to inspect lots and lots of hotels um, and then of course like all of our meals were included we got to experience lots of different restaurants we did a lot of touristy things like you know boat trips and different things like that so um, that was really awesome and that was paid because I had those five days of educational leave but as I said before it did require me to be in an office nine to five uh, once you have built up a bigger client base as a travel agent that you can then go um, out on your own I've got a good friend of mine um, Dana and she basically works from her laptop anywhere in the world and she travels all over the place working from her laptop and she has a massive um, you know, base of clients who she looks after and because she treats them so well and does such a fantastic job they keep coming back to her and referring new people to her so she's always busy and always making money and she's got the ability to travel so that is a travel agent all right next up ski instructor scuba dive instructor surf instructor yoga instructor all of those things a lot of them um, possibly seasonal so, you know, that gives you the flexibility to move around a bit more, which is cool. Um, I feel like I've got stories for all of these, but I'm taking so much more time than I would normally take to record a podcast. Uh, so I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> Web and graphic design. So a friend of mine, oh my God, I've got another story. Um, a friend of mine, Georgia, she quit her regular nine to five job with you know, a, a web design company and she started up her own company, which I am so proud of her for doing. And she now is able to travel around and work from her laptop in the hours that she sets. 
And I think that's so cool. But she's basically created the laptop lifestyle that so many of us dream of. So good on her for doing that. All right, next. Join the circus and become a performer. (laughs) A lot of us might laugh about that. You know, I don't know. It's a bit of a, I don't know, a a joke. I don't know why. But, um, yeah, no offense to anyone who's done that. Heck, power to you. Like, seriously, if you've got a skill that you can take to the circus damn man like go and do it that would give you amazing ability to travel around and how much fun would that be really so yeah join the circus next is professional photographer after that travel writer don't ask me how to do it like you know professional photographer obviously you've got to be good at taking photos and you've got to have the equipment but travel writing um I've heard of like you know there's lots of different magazines you can submit your articles a really good way to start is to get into uh airline magazines and stuff like that but look google it if you if you want to give it a go google it just just look it up and find out as much information as you can research that's the first place to start next is drop shipping so it has a few names and variations but basically what it is is buying or getting stuff made overseas so buying products or having products made overseas and selling it through the likes of amazon under your own brand so like you create your own store name or your own like identity it seems to be an increasingly popular way to make money while traveling overseas interesting I don't know anyone who's done that but I'd be interested to hear more about that Um, for any nurses out there you can become a travel nurse friend of mine did this she had to get a couple of extra qualifications uh, and certificates and stuff but um, that was quite easy to do it cost her a little bit to do that And now she's able to work over in the outback in Australia and she makes really, really good money when she does that. So she can kind of, you know, um, she flies in and out and she can work for a while and then have some time off to, um, you know, spend with her family or travel, whatever. So that works really well for her. Another one on my list is a virtual assistant. You literally just need a laptop and an internet connection to become a virtual assistant. Um, A consultant. Now, I like this one. So a consultant is a person who provides expert advice in a particular area. You could basically be a consultant on anything. Um, I don't know, I've got a TV remote sitting on my leg right now. So you could be an expert on TV remotes, and then you could you know, sell, sell a service as the expert on TV remotes to whoever needs that expertise. So, you know, become an expert at anything, and then you can be a consultant in that field. You would be surprised and amazed at, you know, what consultants are doing out there in the world, and they are making a shit ton of money doing it. Power to them. Seriously, power to them. Okay, next is house sitting. I am going to do another episode on this with my friend Kate. Hopefully that'll be next week or the week after. Anyway, house sitting. So you basically look after someone's pet's and their home for them whilst they're away on holiday and occasionally it'll be paid but mainly I think it's done for free you'll have to check out this episode that's coming up and then you have accommodation and you know somewhere new to explore and there are people who do this full time seriously full time but I'm going to save all of that for this episode okay another one on my list translator so you could translate from I don't know Japanese to English or from English to German, whatever it is. If you know a couple of languages, 
being a translator is something that you can do virtually and that is a very valuable skill to have. Okay, I have two left, guys. Hang in there. Okay, MLM. You have probably heard of this. You may not know that you have heard of it because it comes in so many interesting forms. <laughs> so MLM, this stands for multi-level marketing. Also called pyramid selling or pyramid schemes, network marketing and referral marketing. So it's basically a marketing strategy for the sale of products or services and it seems to be more services where the revenue of the MLM company is derived from non-salaried workforce. Basically, somebody buys the product and everyone gets a cut. <laughs> um, so there's not like a salary, like you have to sell it to make money. You're not given like a consistent income. Um, yeah, and if you were to like, usually how it works is if you were to imagine like a pyramid, the person who started the company is always, every time a sale is getting made, it is like being distributed down. I don't know if I'm explaining that very well. I'm just going to move on. But um, what I did want to say actually in relation to that is there are a lot of, um, there are some really good people out there doing it, but there's a lot of dodgy people out there doing it too. So um, I get messages on both Instagram and private messages on Facebook all the time from people saying, oh, do you want to make lots of money or, you know, do you want to travel the world and, and work from your laptop? And, you know, they're trying to sell the dream and they are in this MLM, MLM sort of a scheme uh, or, or, you know, that they're basically trying to do this. But the way that they approach it is, like they won't tell you what they're doing and they just try and sell this lifestyle. But the reality is that, you know, you have to spend money to get in and then you need to understand what you're getting first. Like you really need to understand if you're getting into it, what you're getting into. So I'm not saying it's good or bad. Um, I'll reserve my judgment on that, but I don't like the way that people approach me and won't tell me what it's all about and they're very um, much like oh you just got to pay the money and you'll find out kind of thing <laughs> so yeah if, if anyone's approaching you and you know you know they're trying to sell that ideal lifestyle make sure you ask those questions and do your research before you do hand over any money okay lucky last so I've saved this till last um, <laughs> and you may have noticed I haven't mentioned it but I'm grouping them together, becoming a digital nomad, a travel blogger or blogging of any kind, Instagram famous, because I can't think of another thing to call it, and YouTube famous, or a YouTuber. Okay, I just want to say all of these require a lot of work. They do not happen overnight. There are so many people out there trying to sell this lifestyle and implying that it is easy to do. But please do not be fooled. It does require a lot of work. You have to build up a big following on any of these platforms or all of these platforms. You've really got to build a following and that takes time and work. But hey, if you have the patience and the persistence and you're willing willing to put in the work then go for it and make it work 
All right, I want to leave it there. I don't know that didn't sound overly positive, but I wanted to to put that one in there at the end to to really make a point that if you're willing to put in the work and you understand it doesn't come overnight, it's going to take a lot of time, then damn, go for it. 100% go for it. All right. I really hope that this has been useful to you guys. This episode is so much longer than I've been doing lately. And I feel all I feel like all I've been doing is talking at you. <laughs> all right. So thanks so much for listening, guys. As I said, I really hope it's beneficial. And yeah, I will talk to you guys over in the Facebook group. Okay. I'm wishing you all safe and happy travels wherever you are in the world. Huge love to you all. And I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye-bye. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you. If you would like to ask me any questions or give any feedback or comments, pop on over to Solo Woman Travel Tribe. I would love to hear from you guys and connect. Now, if you want to get your hands on my copy of the top five things you need to know as a solo woman traveler, it's not what you think, then head on over to www.solowomantraveltribe.com forward slash download. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are not already a member of our Solo Woman Travel Tribe, then please come and check us out at www.facebook.com slash groups slash Solo Woman Travel Tribe. Thanks again, and I hope to see you over in the group.